Good afternoon, Jackson and Jackson. Hi, speak to Taylor, please. May I tell Taylor who's calling? Uh, yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Joey Jingoma? Okay, let me see if he's here, okay? Hold on just a moment. Thank you. Jackson and Jackson, Taylor speaking. Taylor, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey, how's it, how's it going? It's going well, sir. How you been? Doing good, thanks. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. I took that picture because I just bought that lens and I was super pumped. Man, like, it's so much easier now to... Right. do videos because I don't have to have it so far away and then the mic doesn't pick it up because I don't I use just the Rode Micro Pro so it's nice to have it closer to me so yeah I've been I man I'm loving it it's been a while let's talk about some video gear that's my buddy Taylor Garcia of Jackson and Jackson Insurance in San Dimas California and yeah I think we're gonna just I, it's been a while I want to just dive in and talk gear using video, making it easier, and really more importantly, how to make your videos last longer, how to future-proof your videos as much as possible. So when you look back four, five, six years from now, they're not gonna look like it was shot like with the Zapruder film type stuff. Like that's what we're trying to avoid here because I tell you what, I've, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a point where I've, I've actually gone back and looked at some videos that are you know five, six years old now. I'm like, oh my God, what is, like why is, is there like, is there just like fog? Like it just looks so not clear and not good. And and and, um, and so there are a few things that I've learned over the years that, that might help make this a little bit easier. And some key areas of where you can can really just maybe spend a little more, uh, you know, up front initially, whatever. So you don't have to, it's always a debate, right? And that's why I think we're gonna really focus on what to do, what not to do, where to make things easier. Now, first things first, in that clip there, Taylor's talking about the lens selection of the 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 zoom lens, the the angle, how wide of a lens are you dealing with? Let's just put this out there. If you're actually gonna be in the market for, this is all gonna be around DSLR cameras and, and actually kind of getting into that, you know, that level of video work. And so real quick, zoom lenses are basically meaning it gives you a couple gives you a couple lengths, right? To, to where you can zoom in a little bit. Um, a prime lens is a lens that is a fixed length, right? So they go by millimeters, right? So uh, you might get like a 25 millimeter prime lens. Like it just shoots at 25 millimeters. So no matter what, wherever the camera is, it's just gonna be one fixed length. So you're gonna have to adjust the camera. You can't zoom the lens in or out. The zoom lens is gonna let you spin the, the actual, when you see people turning the lens, it's either focus or zoom. And if you're zooming, for example, my, my favorite lens, the one that I'm, I'm currently going with is a 16 to 35. So it starts at 16 millimeters. That's as wide as it goes. And it zooms in as far as 35 millimeters, as far as distance. So you get, let's get a little bit closer in on the action. And we're getting really deep here. And I kind of like it. So if this isn't your thing, well, I guess maybe come back tomorrow. But it's just fun. We haven't done it for a while. I, I actually, I've never really talked about lenses. I mean, mainly because I don't think it matters tons. But I do think it matters from the standpoint. Now, what Taylor's talking about is the 10 to 18. That means his 
lens zooms all the way out to 10. So I said mine was 16. So obviously he's got a few extra more millimeters that it zooms out so it's wider. He can get the camera closer to him when he's doing videos. He can talk closer to the mic, which if you have a shotgun mic on your camera is going to make a big difference because the closer you are to the mic, the better it's going to sound. And if there is one just across the board, I see it all the time, mistake that people make, especially when getting into video, it is the audio quality and being way too far away from the camera. The closer you are to the mic, the better it's going to sound and the better it's going to sound and the more likelihood you're going to have that somebody sticks all the way through the video. So I think it's important, right? Again, 10 to, 10 to 18, the problem, the downside to that is if you're, if you're going to do anything outside of a talking head video and you're gonna be moving around about shooting kind of on the go, you will find that you don't have enough length. You don't have enough lens to get to get some of the shots that you want. Now, this is probably not going to be an issue for, I would say, like 80 to 90% of you. So the wider, the better might be a good choice when, when you're starting. But again, I can tell you from experience, I started with, and, and this is what me and Taylor talked about, is I started with the same 10 to 20 millimeter lens, the same uh, Canon 80D was the body that he worked with. Um, it's a great, great place to start, but you're gonna drop you know a couple hundred bucks on a lens and I mean, I guess when you're looking at spending, you know, anywhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars just up front initially on some camera gear, I've made some videos in the past, you know, kind of making the argument that really that isn't a lot. That's maybe another podcast for another day, but, um, it's, it's kind of tough to look at spending the same amount of money on a lens as it is the actual body of the camera. I might, I might make an argument for that later in the, later in this episode, but for now, let's just, just, Take some time to research, think about the types of videos you're gonna create and think about the, the length of the lens that you might want and, and stepping it up. I guess first off, the, the, the kit lens, if you buy a body with a, like a lens that comes with it, usually garbage, right? It's like a kaleidoscope that you get like in a cereal box. Just don't even think about using it. It's not, it's not that great because ultimately really what we're chasing here, and this is why we're doing this, is we really want to have something that's going to last a long, long time. Yeah, and the big thing I, I wasn't sure on was the image, the image, the image stabilization because I walk around with it a lot. So I'm like, well, I don't want it to be bouncing around. And from everything I've read for the value of the 10 to 18, it was it's much cheaper and it was probably just as good, you know. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll go with that one. You know, I'm not yeah. super heavy into spending a ton of money on it, but I feel like now I've got a setup that's going to last for a while and I'm pretty excited to, you know, keep on going with this. So image stabilization uh, nothing more important well no, that's not true real quick crash course on stabilization two kinds optic image stabilization is one that is done inside the camera whether it's on your phone whether it's on a dslr optic optic image stabilization is being processed and managed in the actual uh lens it's being it's done in either software or physically you know with you know with the lens and the camera itself other type of stabilization is using a gimbal, meaning something physically that is going to keep the, the, the camera steady on all axes as you move it around. Uh, again, a, a gimbal uh, is going to allow that to happen to where you can get really, really steady shots, mostly overkill for 95% of the stuff you're going to do. I've used a gimbal twice. Uh, again, DJI is coming out with some cool stuff. Um, the stuff that are on the drones, gimbal based, so it's obviously stabilized. I wouldn't really worry tons about it, but you know, the, like the DJI Osmos, there's a new pocket camera 
that they've come out with that, that that's got some crazy stabilization. The new GoPro Hero Seven, I think it is. The image, the optic image stabilization in that camera is pretty crazy as well. So those are some great options to kind of carry around if you're really looking for a really stable shot within, you know, doing some, uh, you know, some maybe video work around the community if you want to get some, you know, kind of some panning shots or, or just, you know, walking through a business. Um, it makes it look a little smoother, steadier, maybe a little more professional. Again, it's going to add to the budget, um, but you know, those two things are an option. But again, just making sure, and this is real quick. Uh, keeping going on the stabilization thing, uh, you're going to want to look with Canon. Most of the time it is done on the lens. So you want to find out if the lens that you are buying, it's usually going to have a little switch right on. It's going to have like an, an A and an M for auto or manual focus. And then it's going to have stabilization like on or off. So it's going to be in the lens itself outside of being in the body of the camera. And I believe Sony and Nikon, I don't quote me on this. I don't use either Sony or Nikon. I do use Canon, but I'm pretty sure some of their, their newer cameras uh, have stabilization already into the body. So regardless of what lens you buy, they're going to be stabilized. So it's very possible, like the lens that I'm using right now does not have optic image stabilization, the 10 to 35. There is a actual 10 to 35 stabilized version of it. We can get into the details. It's a little confusing, but, um, but I don't have that one at the moment. There is one available, same length, same, same sort of thing, but you don't have to go all out that deep that right away, but you just want to make sure you know what you're buying is if the lens has the ability to be stabilized or if the body of the camera is going to have the stabilization, but just rolling without it and, and not being aware of it because then you're going to want to keep things really extra still because then it just gets really shaky and distracting from the person watching it. Now, the next kind of thing, after you've kind of hammered all of that out, stabilized, uh, focal, like a zoom length, all of that good stuff, then there's really just the quality of lenses. And most of the time there's, there's kind of the entry level series of lenses. And then there's like the big boy, like professional series of lenses. And this is where things might get a little dicey. And I don't know that I necessarily fully understood it myself. And this is where you might have the ultimate ability to future proof is the clearer the picture is the longer it's going to look better into the future. Right? Uh, so that is one thing that I was kind of snobbish at first, but man, Man, L-series lenses, they just they just look so pretty. A lot of people in my family are, a lot of them actually are big into photography. Oh. So I've kind of grown up, like even one of my cousins, she does it like for weddings and stuff. So she has a Canon high-end, the 5D Mark three or four now. And she's got all the L-series lenses. I mean, she's probably spent oh, a fortune on it. But the pictures she takes and stuff, you know, she doesn't do any video. But so I just got the ADD and she was like, she's like, oh, that's a, Great. Yeah, that's a great start. She was like, now you just need to go out and buy some else else series lenses. And I was like, if it was that easy, you know, it's more than the probably the body itself. But hey, they they are amazing lenses. So this just in from dumb mistakes you can make and it not really matter. Uh, when I first started recording videos, I can't even I can't even believe it took me forever to even figure this out. Just the dumbest thing ever. I was recording using Windows Movie Maker. I don't even, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I just would flip that on and record through that. And I didn't even realize for, I swear it was like 50 videos. It's more than I care to admit. It was recording at like 480p or something below that. It was just such a low resolution. I'm like, why is this? This is supposed to be a 1080p webcam that I'm using and it looks terrible. Why does it look terrible? And come to find out, well, I was just an idiot. I was recording the software on the computer. It was not taking full advantage of the full 1080 that is 
capable within the webcam. It just wasn't on the right setting or just didn't, whatever. So I switched over finally to the Logitech software and that was getting me the full resolution. <sighs> Problem solved. And so that's, that, that means, like, so that's a, that's a long story to say, listen, you're gonna make mistakes and you might shoot 50 videos at a ridiculously disgusting um, pixel density and it just, you're just, it's one of those things you will never ever do again. But going back to, and this is where things might get a little serious, we might fight a little bit about it, but I'm just gonna say it anyways, because I think, I think it's important. I think if you're already in, this is the argument I'm gonna make, this is my sales pitch for going with an L series or big boy caliber, high caliber lens, pro lens right off the bat. If you're going to actually commit to this thing, right? If you're gonna like be serious about it with yourself, I know there are some people that are stepping up that are that are getting serious about it. Uh, one, it's obviously recording you know, 1080p, we talked about the webcam, or recording in 4K. I haven't even jumped up to the 4K yet because again, that's a whole nother beast as far as just having a, 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 a computer to, to handle it. Just editing 4K is just such a resource hog, the space to, to store everything. I just, I'm, I'm personally not there yet, but I feel like that's one of the things that I'm doing now that I'm going to regret. Like I need to probably switch over to that sooner because again, just having that ability to, you know, shoot in 4K and, and have the videos list, you know, live in 4K, maybe it's gonna matter, maybe not. 1080p kind of is probably, our, there's, there's you know, there's studies that suggest that our eyes really can't dis distinguish the difference all that much between 4K and 1080p. I can definitely see the difference between a 4K monitor and a 10K monitor sitting right next to each other, but I digress point here is is that I'm going to make the argument that if you're already in for like 1500 bucks two grand you know jumping an extra seven or eight hundred bucks or whatever it is to a nice L series lens and you can get again the the, the 16 to 35 millimeter lens that I'm suggesting um, with optic image stabilization um, with an f-stop of four uh, with f4 for with a Canon L series lens that's a thousand bucks that's, that is the lens I would buy right now if I was doing it all over again. Uh, again, the one that I have is an F 2.8, which basically means it, it does better in low light. I'm not sure the trade-off, I inherited this lens. Uh, I'm not sure if it's worth the low light performance versus the optics image stabilization. Uh, personally, having both would be a luxury, but I might I might which might choose the, uh, the, the four, having the stabilization versus the low light performance, but it's a toss up. Anyways, my point is, is that if you're already in for that much money, the the ability, because you're gonna buy the $300 lens and you're just gonna say to yourself, well, I just bought this lens. I don't wanna buy a new one in six months, maybe even a year, two years, whatever. And you're just gonna feel committed, pot committed to that setup. And I'm always, I'm, I'm a fan of, of buying it once and, and having it last a, a, a long time versus, you know, just buying the wrong thing initially and then having to kind of continually upgrade or do something. So I'm, I'm saying if you're, if you're looking to future-proof your setup, right? You're gonna want to just buy a nice body, you know, buy a camera body, and then and then really think strongly about you know going and, and and really researching the lenses that are available, fitting the focal length again that you're really going to be shooting for. Um, you know, you might need one or two, but again, the 16 to 35, the 16 I find is usually wide enough in most circumstances. Again, I missed the 10 to 18 at some point, but. Um, it, where you know where a prime lens, I don't know that you would necessarily roll with a prime lens unless you're sure you're going to only be doing like talking head, like sit, like one shot. If you've got like, if you want to do like awesome interviews, get that blurred out background. That's where the prime lens is really gonna, really gonna do you good. If you have the right setup, you can make the the 16 to 35 work and get that kind of look, but it's gonna take a little bit more finagling. I guess the the 
the long and the short of it is I'm kind of all over the place a little bit and getting a little worked up, but just really think long and hard, right? About, about if you're jumping into it, if you're going to get serious about it and you want it to look good, you know, not just today, not just a year from now, but three, four, five, six, seven years from now, if you're covering basic, you know, kind of universal evergreen insurance topics relative to the proximity in which you would like to sell it, those things are not going to go old. They're not going to get bad. And um, it's going to save you, I guess, think of it this way. What is, what, what's going to cost more, um, you know, spending an extra 800 bucks now or reshooting, you know, 50 videos three or four years from now because they just, they look terrible. I mean, they might be terrible for other reasons, but at least if, if you are halfway decent on camera, the video looks halfway decent, you might be able to get several more years out of them than you might initially. Now, again, I've, I've yet to really go back, ever really consider suggesting to anybody to reshoot some stuff, but it's something that could, you know, at some point damage the video's ability to convert. If somebody thinks it's outdated material, if it looks old or they don't feel like it's going to apply to them anymore. So just some, just some off the cuff. It was fun just shooting some, you know, general basic video tips to help future proof the gear you're going to buy, the videos you're going to make. It's impossible ultimately to do. And you're just going to want to always be consistently making videos, but keeping the stuff that you're making as, as relevant and fresh and, and kind of, decent looking as, as possible is something you certainly won't regret down the road. I'm currently playing a never ending game of two year old versus Christmas trees. And it's just on all levels of my house right now. I just, I forgot. It's been a few years since I've had to play this game and I've really just completely entirely forgot the level of exhaustion that it entails and just the, the, the ruthlessness in which it continues to just pound you in the face because the two-year-old does not get tired of taking Christmas ornaments off a Christmas tree and or just trying to screw with it in really any way possible. Um, and you just randomly find ornaments all over the house and it really wouldn't be an issue if it weren't for the hooks. The hooks are the situation. I've, you know, I've contemplated you know, solutions of like you know, not using as many. Sometimes you can't get around it. It's just, I think you just got to do it. I think you just got to just play the game. I think it's really only this year. I don't know. Maybe I'm forgetting. I've got maybe one more round of this in the future in a couple years from now. But man, if, you, if you're dealing, if you've had any, any sort of solutions of two-year-old versus Christmas tree, kind of winning that game, I tell you what, man, I've stepped on a few. Um, some have been tossed down the stairs. have lost a lot of good men to this, this ordeal and women and just general cartoon characters um, to this experience. I don't know exactly. I, don't, I mean, obviously it's going to end when Christmas is over, but my goodness, I do not, do not remember when exhausting this mental, more of a psychological warfare too, I think, because they'll just, they'll, they'll wait you out. You'll just stand there and you try and grab them. They'll sometimes get behind the tree, then you're climbing behind the tree and try not to knock everything out. It's a mess. JoeyAgencyNation.com. What are your solutions to two year old Christmas tree? Because I'm out of it. If you want to not fight the battle of, I don't, I don't have it. You're probably fighting some battle, none of which really deal with. I hope you're not fighting toddlers in your agency. That would bring on a whole other set of questions that we're not really going to ask. Uh, anyways, head on over to AgencyNation.com. Haven't done this in a while. AgencyNation.com/newsletter. If you're not on the Sunday morning emails, go ahead and do that. Also, uh, everything. That is new and exciting from Agency Nation happens there first. 
you're going to be sure to head on over to agencynation.com slash newsletter, newsletter. Big, big things coming here on the first of the year from Agency Nation and a lot of exciting things to look forward to. So you're not going to want to miss that as it will certainly be announced there first. agencynation.com slash newsletter.